everyone, Willie Miranda with Lie with the Leaders podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this afternoon. Uh, today, we have a special guest with us. Her name is Carol Steven. Uh, good, good morning, or I should say good afternoon, Carol. Good afternoon, Willie. So, uh, Carol, we're here. I've been wanting to get you on these podcasts now over the last uh, several months, and I know I took kind of a break from them, uh, but you've had a, a really good run in real estate over the last few years, and I know you have a ton of great information that you want to share. Um, and I wanted to start off, Carol, by just starting with a little bit about your background, just a little bit about you getting into the real estate business, because I know we had talked many years ago, uh, and you had kind of a, uh, a start and, and a pause, and then, but you really took off here over the last few years uh, in your real estate business. And I thought maybe you could just kind of give us the beginnings uh, of your real estate career. Sure. And thank you for having me. Um, I got my license in 1998 due to a development company I worked for. They wanted us to get licensed. I never used it. I continued to be in a referral network. And then the first time that I spoke to you was back in probably about 2005, looking to do this full time. And then there was a couple of other times since then. And then finally, in March of 2015, I pulled the trigger and did it full time. And I've been full time since March 2015. So um, just I love, love my job. I can't even tell you. I know I'm not supposed to say it's my job because I'm self-employed. But at the end of the day, I love my job. I love my career, however you'd like to say it. No, and that was one of the things that impressed me a lot about you, Carol, in the beginning is that you're just a huge sponge and you continue to be a sponge. And I think that's how you grow, right? That's how you how you um, you become successful in real estate because this, this business of real estate is just always evolving. It's always changing. And if you're not staying up on education, you're not staying up on training uh, and, and the different things that are out there, uh, we can't serve our, our customers to the highest level. And I know that's something that you focus on from day one uh, is focusing on the customer. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Like, I mean, in the beginning, and I, I know I kind of going back to when you first started, uh, there's a lot of new agents that are going to be listening to this podcast, and then you have some other agents that are experienced, but maybe in a little bit of a rut right now. What were some of your you know, early beginnings on when you first got started? What was the, the thing that most really attracted you that you had to get started to get your business off the ground or that you probably, had the most success with? Probably would be the education part of it, taking in all the training, taking in everything that I could do to network with every possible person in this business. And that means lenders, attorneys, contractors, brokers, other broker owners, other realtors. I think at the end of the day, for me in the beginning, in 2015, I didn't do really well at all in 2015. And that was because I was spinning out of control as far as grabbing this, grabbing that, this whistle, this bell, doing what she did, doing what he did. And then I finally realized that over my business career, it's always been important for me. Um, my father and mother both have always said, you be you, do you, and make those steps to be you. And as of right now, 2021, everyone's using that, you know, be authentic, be authentic. I've been doing that for 30, 40 years. I don't want to date myself here. But at the end of the day, a new agent coming in should be you do you. We're all in this business. We all have our own businesses. The most important thing is 
Be true to yourself. Don't compromise your ethics or your values. You do you. Uh, that's so important. And that's something that um, you know, we had just talked about not too long ago where uh, you're right. So many agents want to copy other people and try to be like them or try to be someone they're not. And it, and it shows, right? It definitely, uh, clients do see through that. Uh, and you are who you are. And then that's what you have to focus on. Um, let's talk about a little bit with, you know, your structure and your day. I think that's something also, Carol, that I've noticed over the years uh, and, and really in the beginning when you started was getting that, that time management piece down. And, and I think out of all the people that I've seen come through our, our, our agency, you really do a good job with that. And I thought maybe you could just share a little bit about, um, you know, the, the, the typical day uh, for Carol Stephen, maybe now and then. I mean, I almost think a lot of it's the same. You've been very consistent throughout. But maybe you could share a little bit about a day in a life uh, of what you do uh, from a time management perspective. I definitely, definitely feel that my success is due to that, my time management and my skills in blocking the time. I do um, get up early. Again, not everybody wants to get up early. Maybe you want to stay up until midnight or two in the morning, and that works best for you. It goes back to my you do you. I think that for me, I block time, 15 minutes for this, 15 minutes for that, whatever it, it turns out to be. But the most important thing for myself is the follow-up and the connection with my clients. My biggest pillar is my customer service. It's been like that since day one in my business career, not just real estate. My first job was a part-time bank teller at the original um, Schenectady Trust, but my goal was to be head teller. And that's what happened two years after. So I strive to do that with time management blocking, but also having your goals. What are you looking for? Put them into place into your time management. So if you're spending 15 minutes on social media, where is that getting you towards your goal? You have to have a plan in place. That was the other thing that was a, a really um, not a good thing for me um, in 2015, going for the bells and whistles and trying to copycat everyone. I also got away from having a master plan. And in all of my business career, that's what I've always had. Even going back to being that teller, I had a business plan. So that's the most important thing. And it goes hand in hand with the time management piece. And you've got to be consistent. That's my opinion of how I run my business. Again, there's other people that don't do any calls or don't do any follow up before 10 o'clock or, you know, stay up late and so on and so forth. If that works for you, then that's great. But I'm telling you what works for me and what works for me is blocking the time and having the plan and executing the plan with your time management blocking. You know, you mentioned something about pillar of success being your customers, right? And that's a huge, huge pillar for you in that database. Uh, and I know you've done a great job with doing that. What would you say, you know, as far as from a lead generation standpoint, if I had to say, you know, your top two or three pillars, um, what would you say those, those three pillars are for lead generation? The most important one for me is my customer service slash my reviews. I set that forth right from day one. And I don't mean it in a, in a fake or not, you know, authentic way. I hate to use that word. But my clients give me the privilege to be hired by them. They could hire anyone, but they hired me. 
I make sure I follow through all the time. I will have a client that wants to talk to me every day at noon. I'll have another client that only wants a text when something happens. You have to, I hate to, again, use this word because everyone's using it in 2021, pivot and change. But it's not a pivot and change. It, what it is is discussing the, the values of what is incorporated in your business with each and every customer. Each and every customer is different. So my one of the biggest pillars for me is not only the reviews, but just as far as my how I treat my clients and how they can lean on me for everything and anything. I am 100% and never have been a transactional agent. I don't count numbers for transactions. I don't do that. It's not, that's not how I run my business. Again, if it works for you in your business or whomever it is, go for it. It's just not how I do it. Yeah. So it's built on relationships, built on your customers, built on that database. Um, I know quickly, uh, you know, reviews was a big thing for you, and, and it's part of your actual checklist that you have uh, when when working with a client and before. I think uh, you showed me, it was like, it starts from the time you meet them right on through, right to the end. But it's always that conversation of, you know, my goal is to do the best job I can for you, and I want to do a really good job for you, because if I do a good job for you, you're going to use me down the road when you want to buy or sell a home again, and you're going to refer me to people. If I don't do a good job for you, you're going to tend to tell 10 people that, you know, I didn't do a good job. So that is something I know that you really focus on. You got a lot of reviews early on and reviews are so important now. And there's so many agents that miss that piece. And I think a great takeaway on this for a lot of people would be to really focus on those reviews. And some people will tell me, Carol, that they don't know how to get them or they're not good at getting them. How, just maybe you could sh just share maybe a, a couple things on how you get those reviews and how you get so many of them. I mean, obviously you give great service. That's one. But how do you get the customer to actually give the review? Well, it, it's exactly what you said. It starts with day one, especially it's part of my listing presentation. And I discuss with them right from day one exactly how I feel about, again, the privilege that they hired me. I can't stress that enough. There's In the capital region, there's 4,500 realtors. 3,600 are working in the business. So they chose me and I made that a very important right from the beginning that I'm so privileged and happy that you chose me. And now here's what I will do for you. But at the end of the day, it is a, a reciprocity as far as, you know, what they will forward to me through relationship as far as giving me referrals and as far as what I can take from that actual, again, transaction even though I don't look at it as a transaction. I think for a newer agent coming in, I think you have to hone in on why you're doing this. Why did you get into real estate? And if it is for that customer service part to help someone, then hone in on the fact that where is the connection? Where is the relationship? Again, going back to even the first phone call that you make with them, it may not be there. It may be there. And um, as far as, Getting a review, I have never paid anyone for a review. I've never given them a gift card. I've never done any of that. And in my six years, it was six years in March, I had 152 transactions and I have 110 reviews. What does that say? Right. It says 42 didn't want to give me one or 
uh, fell off the face of the planet, because believe me, I tried. Um, but again, I think a newer agent or even anyone listening to this, just keep in mind, what is it? What, where is your why? And what is it that you need to do to reach that goal? And my goal was to get a review from every single transaction. All right, great. And, you know, you, you talked about relationships, client relationships, et cetera. But I think uh, we talked about this before and, you know, I'll bring it up again. How important is it, especially in today's environment, uh, to have the relationship with other agents, not only inside your company, but outside your company? Oh, it, it is key. And that's another one of my large pillars, the networking, the collaboration with everyone and not just in this field. I've been meeting with four individuals um, since probably, oh my goodness, 2000. Only one of them is in the business. The other, um, the other two or three, actually one fell off. For, so it's two, um, but they're not in the business. And it's just creative juices. It's the collaboration of, wow, I didn't think of that. Or, oh my goodness, I didn't see that happening and so on and so forth. I think at the end of the day, you're always in the know if you network. I also network on a monthly basis with three colleagues in real estate. And again, just being in the, the know and empowering myself and my clients from that. And again, the takeaway is just unbelievable. And it also pays forward as far as in a transaction is the collaboration that you should have. I know you like to say it all the time. And an, another realtor of ours says it all the time, play nice in the sandbox. Right. Again, you should be doing that without being told how to do that or right. being reminded to do that. That should just be a life thing. You know what I mean? Treat people the way you want to be treated. So I'm not sure that I put that high on my hierarchy as far as what I want to do. I just know that I network and I collaborate and I stay within my ethics and my values and don't go outside of them. Yeah, it is true. I mean, the power of a mastermind is so important and a great takeaway that you just put out there is uh, we should be doing that. We should be meeting with people, not only in our own industry, but outside of the industry. And uh, I know you've been doing that right along and you picked up a lot of value, not only from, uh, again, the real estate industry, but what are other people doing uh, in their industries to help grow their book of business? Because it's all about referrals, right? Sales is all about uh, who they know, like, and trust. Uh, and that's who they're going to go with. And by masterminding what other people are doing the same thing or good, doing a good job, uh, you could get a lot of value from that. So, um, Social media has been something that's been really kicking around here over the last several years. And I think more and more we're starting to see it, especially, you know, over the last year with everything that's been going on. Uh, so many eyes are on social media and, you know, there's different opinions out there, uh, whether they should be on it, not be on it, uh, what type of posts they should be doing. Should they be doing videos? Should they be doing personal things on there? Uh, what advice do you have for people getting into the business right now about their social media, about maybe maybe some of the do's and don'ts? I am so happy you asked me because I have actually printed off something that happened in 2016. So when I came to Miranda in 2015, I was not on Facebook. I'm an extremely private person. 2015 wasn't on it. You had training and we all talked about we should have a business um, page. 2016, I did an open house. 
you had a business page, you posted it on the Miranda business page, and then you boosted it, and it got 6,000 views. Mm-hmm. That yep. night, I got on Facebook. <laughs> I didn't realize you had to have a personal page to get a business page, but it doesn't matter. I'm still private, but I am on Facebook, and that was the eye-opening thing. The other thing that was eye-opening for me is, is everyone says, you know, video, 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 video. Listen, again, I'll say to the newer agents listening to this, or even uh, the people that are experienced and been in it for years, video is not for me, and I learned that. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to be for me. It's just not one of my pillars. What I do on social media, though, I regularly post. I educate. I give the market out there, anyone looking, not only just my clients, but anyone looking, I post regularly um, scheduled posts, and I also do organic posts. So, and it's been a win-win for me. Huge, huge. And I um, I want to say I ripped that off like a Band-Aid probably in 2019 after, you know, fighting it and fighting it. So social media is huge. Just don't get bogged down with the whole, you know, should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? Or, or whatever it is. It, it is a win-win. But again, I'm a true testimonial to the fact that I didn't want to do it. So, you know. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, there's a lot of opinions out there, but I think you're right. I mean, you could still be private, but still have a very, very good social media presence, uh, but it's your business. So you have to kind of separate the two. And you're just going to, you got to go where the eyeballs are and social media is where a lot of people are and you do a great job. But more importantly, what you said was you said consistency, Carol, uh, and you're very consistent on your posts, uh, educating people on what's going on in the marketplace. Uh, and, and it really shows. I think it goes back to what I said earlier in this conversation is you do you listen, right. if you want to post, you know, you don't like this guy and you like this guy, knock yourself out. I don't, I can't control how you do it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to do me. It's very hard for me. And I'm quite sure you know this. And a lot of my colleagues know this for me to get out of my own head about the bragging, because I think when I put something on social media about this house sold or, or, or whatever I put on there, um, I feel like I'm bragging, like, look at me. And so I had to, and, 2020 taught me that to get out of that. And now monthly, twice, actually twice a month, I'm posting a testimonial on social media with the house they either bought or sold or whatever. And I've got that in the schedule now. And and I do that. So I'm, I'm slowly getting to the point where yes, I'm not as private and yes, I can, you know, pat myself on the back. All right. Awesome. I know that, uh, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the time management piece. And the one thing that really sticks out uh, in the most struggles that I hear when I talk to other agents about time management is that they get so bogged down uh, in their emails, right? You open up their emails and they got 150, 200, 300 emails. I mean, if I go on mine, I don't know, I probably have about 400 of them right now, uh, just from yesterday and today. Um, you do a great job with it. And I don't want to not have that conversation with you because I think it'll help a lot of people listen to this podcast of how you actually go about your email uh, each and every day. Can you just share, take, take a minute or two to share that? Sure. So I have my emails all um, 
filtered out into folders and I don't open them right away. I'm on my emails in the morning. I have a half an hour. Again, it's my time management blocking a half an hour then at lunchtime, a half an hour, and then in the evening, sometime in the evening, whatever it may be. Now that may not happen today for a half an hour at lunch. It may only happen 15 minutes. The point is, is the structure is there. The other thing too is again, only my opinion, but if I have 2,000 emails or 5,000 emails, how can I run my business? How, what am I missing? Who's, who's sending me something that's important into one of my files? I, I just, I can't operate that way. Again, that's just, it's not comfortable for me. So what I do is, again, I have filters as far as in files. If I have a buyer, you know, Suzy Q is a buyer, then anything, any emails that come in go to Suzy Q. And then I look in the morning, afternoon, and night. So again, I think it's a matter of, a, I don't want to keep repeating it, but a plan that you have in place right. to reach your goal. What is your goal and how do you, what activities do you do to get to that goal? So if you have a client, Suzy Q will go with, and she's very needy, as we would say, and, you know, then you're going to make sure that you look at her emails more often, maybe something like that. So you just um, change your time management blocking for each client. As far as that goes, that's what I do. Again, it works for me. I've always had to have structure, always. So it's not something new for me. I do everything structured. People say it all the time. You're yeah, like and, you, you, and you did a great job uh, doing some training for our agents. And uh, I know a lot of them still refer to that training uh, when they're sitting down swearing at their emails, uh, saying, you know, uh, how great uh, it would be to have uh, their email set up like Carol. So thank you for helping with that. And I even do it myself. Sometimes I'll get down to like 150 and I'm like, all right, Carol, Carol would be proud if she saw my inbox right now, not being uh, too, too many in there. Uh, I mean, I, there's been times it's been over a thousand. It's embarrassing, but hey, we all have it, right? Exactly. And again, you do you, I'll do me. Maybe that's not important to you. I, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can only... In my um, business career, on all of my training, be it waitresses, bartenders, leasing people, whatever it was, I would always say the same thing. I will give you the tools for you to be successful. How you use those tools is up to you. You've got to find your path. I think that's the important thing. I get the education. I take it in like a sponge, like you said. I gather it all up, and then I give it out. Awesome. And if you want to take it, great. If you don't, that's good too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You do you. I hate to be repetitive, but at the end of the day, it's always been that way for me. No, it's great. It's great advice. And I think, um, you know, every agent should, will definitely benefit from that. And it's so true. They got to be themselves. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, technology. You know, what, what one app, CRM, something, what's one technology that, you know, other than your phone, uh, that you really rely on in your business. Um, I know this is something that I've asked just recently some different agents, and they all have different things. But is there anything in specific, like you said, uh, I love this tool or I love this uh, piece of technology for my business? I would say, um, for me, it's a two-part thing on that. Um, I love my CRM. And the reason that I love my CRM is it keeps me focused. It keeps me on top of mind 
with my clients. I think that's important. I think the other thing too is I track everything and um, I have spreadsheets. And so I would say for me, it's the tracking. I don't understand if you don't know how you're doing or what happened or what didn't happen. I don't know how you can better yourself. So I would say by tracking, I think I have a, I have a statement on my board. You must know what you want before you can measure results. So that goes back to, like I said, have a plan, have goals, have, have something that's concrete. If you don't know your destination, it's difficult to get there. In 2015, I didn't know my destination. So at the end of it, I was like, wait a minute, let me regroup, let me start all over again. So again, I track everything. Like, again, if I don't get a listing, I contact them and I speak to them and I ask them, you know, what could I have done better? I know in the business, they call it like doing an autopsy, but I can tell you the ones that I did not get or the clients that didn't feel comfortable with me or whatever, that's basically the reason. We just didn't feel comfortable. It wasn't my presentation. It wasn't my reviews. It wasn't, it just didn't click and someone else clicked. You can't, you know, you can't do anything differently. So. Yeah, that's so true. Chemistry is, you know, if it's there or if it's not there, you know, it's just like any other relationship. And it's so true. You, uh, no one gets 100%. No one's perfect, as we say. Um, and uh, the fact that you do that, though, I think is why you've become even a better agent. And as the, the, the pace that you made that at, meaning that the fact that you went to people and said, hey, uh, what can I do to better my business? I didn't get the, the listing or I wasn't able to work with as a buyer, whatever the situation may be. And if they give you feedback, and most will give you, you know, constructive feedback, taking that, not taking it personal and doing something about it, it's going to just going to help you on the, on the next, you know, presentation that you do. And that goes back to also the beginning of my career, not just being the teller at, um, at Tresco, but mm-hmm. also being in the bar business. So when I um, was training different waitresses and then even at, behind the bar, the owners would say to me, one owner in particular would say to me, listen, there is 11 nightclubs in a five mile radius. You need to make them come back here. So this was back in the day when it wasn't, you know, just a beer bottle. It was, it was a lot more than that. But anyway, it was cleaning ashtrays and so on and so forth. But if you came to visit me, I would find out your name and what you drank. And then I would make sure there was a connection. And then you're going to pick to come back and see me. And again, I don't want to be totally incorrect in this, but not because of my personal appearance, but because of the connection. Again, I did that for 30 years in the bar business, nightclubs. Why choose our nightclub versus the nightclub a block away because of what Carol did? Or, you know, if you walked in the door, I'd have your gin and tonic ready because that's what you drank the first time because I would remember. I do the same thing in real estate. You make the connection, you find out, and not falsely either. Like, you won't hear me saying, love that jacket, Willie, unless I love the jacket. So I'm not saying that people should do that. What I'm saying is, is that make the connection. And there may be times when there's no connection, but customer service is the key to my business, and I believe to a lot of businesses, just like I said, 
you know, nightclubs or restaurants. I mean, like, why do you go get Italian from that restaurant? Is it the person? Is it the owner? Is it the service? Is it the food? Mm-hmm. Again, I'll go back to it. There's 3,600 realtors in the capital region working, but they chose me. You know, it's funny. I remember there was a saying on it, and I'll probably screw it up as I say it because I don't have it written down here in front of me. But uh, it was something to, something to do with customer service. And I always said that uh, people may not remember what you did for them, but they'll remember how you made them feel, right? And yep. to your point on that, if they had a really good experience with you, you know, you, you actually spend time with them. Like you said, you clean their ashtray, you remember their drink, whatever the situation may be. That's what people come back for. And the same thing holds true uh, in real estate. And that, that shows in my, um, again, don't want to like spend a lot of time on it, but in my reviews, my right. reviews are not, most of them are not cut and dry. Some of them make me cry because of the things they say. And mm-hmm. that's another thing. I get letters and cards when, unfortunately, people pass away that say, I made all the difference in their world or their life at that time or or whatever it is. That's like unbelievable that I could make that difference because I feel wholeheartedly the privilege that I have that they hired me. It's just, it doesn't go unnoticed by me. And I know that they know that from day one when I meet them, I make sure that they understand. I don't take that lightly at all. All right. Awesome. Well, let's round it off here. Um, and one question that uh, I'd put on here that I think it's important for new agents coming into the business, Carol. Um, there's a lot of new people coming into the business. Uh, a lot of, you know, this time of the year, uh, we see a lot coming in, and especially over the last year. And I think it's because some people, you know, when I ask people, why, why are you getting in real estate? Well, I've always wanted to be you know, a real estate agent. Okay. Well, Let's go a little deeper with that. And then I have some people. So I always loved homes and, you know, I love showing properties and seeing properties. Uh, some of them say, you know, I watch uh, HGTV or the million dollar listing. And that's why I wanted to be a real estate agent. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, for the agents that are truly committed to wanting to build their business, Carol, want to get into the real estate business as a career, uh, what advice would you give to those agents uh, getting into the business, what they should do early on, maybe in their first six months, a year in the business? Number one, get educated, get the training. If your brokerage um, offers training, soak it up. I'm still going on training. I'm six years in. I go to webinars, mastermind calls, everything. Soak up everything that you can so that you can not only be a better realtor for your clients, but just a better human being. You're collaborating. You're, You're working within a network. Lean into it. It's very, very important. That's number one. And then number two, have a business plan. Even if it's something as simple as a goal. If if the goal is that, you know, you heard that this is a great schedule and you could make a lot of money, that's great. If that's why you're in the business, great. Now, where do you want to go in your business? So have that plan. And I know a lot of people listening to this, especially newer agents are like, well, I, I just, I want to do this. That's fine, but you've got to have an end. I'm, in my opinion, you have to have an end. And what that means is either have a money goal, have a transaction goal, have a time goal. You only want to work Monday through Friday, nine to five, whatever it is, that's your business plan. 
that's part of it, your goal. Those two things are extremely important. The number one thing, though, for me, starting out was getting educated, get, getting the training, and taking it in, and continuing to take it in. I think mm-hmm. one of our colleagues has a saying, right? Rotten and something. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. But Green I do and growing, agree. ripe and rotten or something. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to be uh, – uh, Jackie Fontaine said this many years ago, and I've, it's always stuck with us, is that – uh, you're either uh, green and growing, right, which is exactly what you're just saying, uh, getting educated, going on webinars, going to training. Even if you're busy, you just make the time, time block it. Those are the ones that are green and growing. They're going to be the most successful. Uh, and those are career agents. The transaction agents, the one that go from one deal to the next, always busy, uh, are what we call ripe and rotten, uh, which is the other analogy piece to it. Right. And it's right. because they're just, you know, I already know all that stuff, so I'm not going to go. And they just become irrelevant, right? Uh, this this business change is changing all the time. And if you you know went on a listing presentation uh, training uh, a year ago, it's totally different. So um, I, I think you're right. Uh, training you mentioned uh, was a key, uh, and a business plan, having that plan and sticking to that plan uh, is so important. And you can change that plan because, as you said, real yeah. estate is evolving. So right. that change, that plan can change just like any restaurant, just like any business. You can change it. Mm-hmm. But you have to have some idea, like I said about my statement, some idea where it didn't work, where does it work, you know, what's going to be that you're going to change. What's necessary to change to reach whatever it is that you feel is your goal. But it's ever evolving, just like real estate. Awesome. All right. Well, Carol, great information on this podcast for sure. And uh, a lot of nuggets. I know I'll, I'll be going back to it, writing down some different things to, uh, to share with others. Uh, but one of the things that, um, you know, I always like to ask at the end is what, what does the future hold for you in real estate? Where do you see your, the real estate business going and yourself going in real estate over the next five to 10 years? I would like to continue to grow my business. And what I mean by that is um, I've raised my levels as far as not only uh, monetarily, but transaction wise. The reason that I've done that is because I feel confident that this time it's the right time for me to do it. On average, I have 30 um, transactions a year. So I'm going to, um, for this following you know couple of years, I'm going to up that. Also, what I would like to do is continue to give back. I always give back. My first year, I gave back 1% of my income. Second year, I gave back three, so, so on and so forth. So that will be increased. I'm always giving to charities. I'm always giving back. So I've um, looked into endeavoring different avenues for that. So that will be a change for me. Um, And then I also want to up my ante as far as social media. I know I'm comfortable where it is now, but maybe what I could do, and again, I'm saying it, so I guess I have to do it, um, maybe up my ante as far as telling people about what I've done instead of twice a month, maybe three times a month. I think what I need to do is just, again, understand that people are going to like and trust me and also look to me for my experience and my success in that experience. So, All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your busy day today, Carol. Uh, And thank you, everyone, for uh, listening in on this podcast. Uh, And like I always say, if you like it, uh, if you want to give us a comment, please scroll down, leave your comment, leave your information uh, that's on there. 
Carol, if someone wanted to reach out to you and, and, and have a question that they may have, how, what would be the best way for them to contact you? They can reach me on my cell via text or just leave me a, a voicemail at 518-522-0547. Or they can visit my website, carolsteven.com. All right. Well, there you go. Well, thank you so much, Carol. Uh, and again, thank you, everyone. And we will see you on the next edition of Live with the Leaders. Thank you. Thank you, Willie.